Good afternoon, everybody. It is November 16th, 2021. It is about 1.05 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States. And today I have to be very specific about mentioning my country because today we are here to introduce you to some new faces and a new concept. The Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Association has grown exponentially over the past 25 years. And in the past couple of months, we have launched an initiative called HCMA International, in which we are partnering with patients around the world in their country to help provide education for advocacy and friendship to other HCM patients within their country so that every country can speak in their native language or their regional language. Today, I am really excited to bring you two lovely women that I've been working with for over a year now on our Swedish efforts, which also include many areas in Scandinavia where people speak a similar dialect, if not exactly the same language. So I wanted to welcome um, Lutis. I'll let you go first because our conversation started first. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and why you're interested in getting involved? Hi, thank you, Lisa. I am, um, I am diagnosed um, about two years ago. And um, a few months after that, I joined the HTMA group. And uh, Lisa announced that there were scholarships for being member. And I wrote to Lisa that I really wanted to start some patient organization in my country, and I wanted to connect it to HCMA. And Lisa got inspired, and she, she gave me the scholarship, and I was really happy. And then she started sharing with me about her visions about reaching out to other countries. And I had the same idea. So we started to plan. And after a few months, I reached out in the group because I knew there were other members from Sweden. And I found Marianne. And uh, some other people also uh, answered and said it was a good idea. And um, I felt the need for this because it is not very well known, this disease in Sweden. And I had had problems from my heart for 25 years and I've been trying to get a diagnosis for a very long time. So I realized that most doctors don't even think about that this is a, an option, that this could be a diagnosis. And, and when I finally got diagnosed, it was actually the cardiologist was from Denmark and the echocardiologist, he was from Spain. So it wasn't really a Swedish doctor that gave the diagnosis to me. And now through, um, through Lisa's uh, knowledge of the doctors in the States, I got in contact and got a second opinion from a, a surgeon in Cleveland Clinic. And he got interested in what he read from the echoes. And he said he was coming back to Sweden. And um, he, he sent my, he, he took my case with his team in Sweden and they got curious and they wanted to examine me and uh, they wanted me to refer myself to them so they could do more exams and it ended up with um, in five days i will have surgery in in this area where where pat is now working so well that's my story that's a nice long journey with a big 
thing coming up in just a few days. Surgery is going to be about a week away. So I know that's exciting and scary all at the same time. So Marianne, what brings you here? Yes. Hi, I'm Marianne Ballet, Bitterberg. Um, just a reflection, when we do work internationally, we sometimes have uh, linguistic challenges. Uh, <laughs> so my understanding was that we would do this also in Swedish, but maybe, I, I mean, I'm flexible. I can do it in Swedish and I can do it in English. So why don't you tell us in English and then give okay. us the, the Swedish translation and Lotus can go back and give hers in Swedish as well. But while I have Swedish ancestry, my grandfather is from Sweden. Um, I don't speak Swedish. So you guys just have to cue me in when we're on to my part. You will pick, you will pick it up in no time when you come here. Okay, <laughs> I'll trust you. Yes. So, but I live in Ludvika, Dalarna in Sweden uh, and Compared to Lotis, I've been quite lucky actually. It only took me about three, four years to get the diagnosis. Uh, so I was diagnosed in 2014. And similar to Lotis, I discovered, and I was really surprised and amazed about the fact that there was no literature, there was no knowledge, that, that was my perception at least, about HCM. So when I was diagnosed, I had never heard about this before. Uh, but I got steadily worse. My symptoms um, got worse and worse. And I, I did all the reading I could find about HCM. And then I came to the conclusion that what I needed was a myectomy. So I told my doctor I want a myectomy and not an ablation. And luckily they found that I was a perfect candidate for the surgery actually. So I had my surgery in 2016. And I also have an ICD uh, in preventive purposes. Um, and today I'm, I feel very much as I did before my symptoms started, which is great. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you do that in Swedish now? In Swedish. Okay. I got my diagnosis in 2014. And so many others, I had never heard about diseases before. It was very new. There were also Som kom långsamt, det var högt blodtryck, det var anfordhet, bröstsmärta, yrsel och det blev värre och värre. Men jag tänkte att ah, jag kanske måste bara motionera lite mer. Jag har ju tydligen väldigt dålig kondition. För det tror jag är ganska vanligt att man tänker när man får de symptomen. Men det var inte det som var problemet. Men jag läste allt jag kunde hitta om sjukdomen och personer jag är nyfiken och jag vill veta. Och jag insåg att det finns ju väldigt lite information om den här sjukdomen. Men jag kom till slutsatsen att det jag behövde, eller det jag ville ha, var en myektomi. Vilket jag sa till min läkare. Och det visade sig att jag var en perfekt kandidat för operationen faktiskt. Så 2016 blev jag opererad i Lund, fick min myektomi. Och jag fick också en ICD då, i förebyggande syfte. Men jag vill verkligen bidra med mera kunskap och mera medvetenhet. För jag tycker att... Det är ganska märkligt att det inte finns mer kunskap om den här sjukdomen. Och när jag åkte till Lund för min, eh, min operation, där hade jag faktiskt aldrig pratat med någon annan människa som har den här sjukdomen. Utan det allt jag visste om den var det som jag hade läst mig till. Så det vill jag verkligen bidra med att kunna dela med mig av mina erfarenheter. Mm. Så det tycker jag är jätteviktigt. I actually did actually understand some of that. You did? Yes, I did. I did. I did. Pick it up in no time. I pick it up in no time. Lotus, do you want to 
introduce yourself with the community in Swedish, please. Ja, hej på er. Jag heter Lottis, jag är född i Göteborg men jag bor i Mellannorrland nu i Medelpad, Sundsvall och jag flyttar hit för jag älskar friluftsliv, jag älskar att åka skidor och jag hade min bror här också. Men det var delvis också för att jag inte fick medicinsk hjälp. Jag hade sökt hjälp ja, i 15 år när jag flyttade hit för att få någon diagnos. Och det var inte förrän för två år sedan som jag fick min diagnos. Och strax efter det så gick jag med i HCMA och blev ganska snart erbjuden en stipendium, ett medlemskapsstipendium, scholarship. Och då berättade jag mig själv och då berättade jag för Lisa att jag ville gärna starta en patientförening. För jag förstod att den här sjukdomen, den tänkte inte läkarna på i det här landet som något alternativ. Så Lisa uppmuntrade mig och ville nå ut till andra länder. Och efter ett tag så skrev jag ett inlägg där jag efterlyste svenskar i den amerikanska gruppen. Och då fick jag kontakt med Marianne. Under våren och sen började vi att träffa Lisa varje månad och hade samtal genom Zoom och planerade eh, först att kartlägga situationen i Sverige, hur det såg ut, statistik, var, fick, var fanns kunskapen, fanns det rutiner, riktlinjer och så vidare och så vidare. Och efter ett år då så startade vi den här Facebookgruppen för då kände vi att nu var vi mogna och, och nå ut och träffa fler då. Och så är det. Vi, vi, har, vi har som ambition, eller jag har som ambition, det är ju att sprida kunskap om den här sjukdomen. Därför att alla läkarna, även på vårdcentraler, behöver ha den här sjukdomen i bakhuvudet. Och om det finns människor i min situation som är så frustrerade över att inte få bli förstådda och få rätt diagnos så vill jag kunna hjälpa och stötta och, och få dem att inte ge upp. Och så vidare. Så att, eh, vi hoppas att det här kan bli början på någonting jättebra i framtiden. Well, I wanted to take a moment to talk about in my slower English is number one, I'm from New Jersey and I understand that many people in Scandinavia um, like Bruce Springsteen. Um, he's about an hour and a half away from my house. I can't say I get invited over very often, but I do know where he lives. Um, and we're kind of proud of him here, kind of a big thing here too. Uh, so that's the funny part. I also live in a very Scandinavian area in New Jersey. Many people may not know that there's a very Scandinavian part of New Jersey. Um, a lot of our ancestors came from Scandinavia to Brooklyn and from Brooklyn out to the country. Uh, and I live in a little place called Lake Telemark, New Jersey. And all of the roads in our community are named after Scandinavian lore or locations. I grew up on North Cape Trail and um, that's meets with Troll Lane and Valhalla. So it just gives you a little bit of hint as to the culture and why I was very excited to hear somebody from Sweden interested in helping raise awareness about hypertrophic cardiomyopathy in um, a country that I'm genetically tied to. Although the HCM in my family comes from my Irish side, not my Scandinavian side. So <clears throat> it's, it's in the blood, but it's not in that part of my blood. So I wanna take a second to discuss 
the goals of the Facebook group and other endeavors that we're working on within the Swedish system. Number one, we want patients to feel welcomed. We want them to feel supported. We want to help provide them with some education and really just try to build up a community within the country so that you don't have to feel worried or alone that you're not understood. Um, and our goal at the HCMA is to do this throughout the world eventually, uh, but one country at a time, one region at a time. So I'm gonna push it back over to, um, I'll start with Marianne, because uh, I started with Lotus last time. What are your hopes for the Facebook group? What do you want people to know about what we're trying to accomplish with this group? Uh, I think the most important thing is that we really support each other uh, and just, to, you know, to offer the understanding and the empathy and the support. Uh, I think that's the, the, the most important uh, aspect of it. Myself, just as an, as an example, I, I, I said that I, I never talked to anyone who had this disease before, uh, before my operation. And I actually didn't join Facebook until 2018. So I, <laughs> I had no idea that there were these groups where you can find all of this knowledge and support and experience that we can share with each other. So, so for me, that was really an eye opener and I think it's so important. Fantastic. Lotus, you wanna chime in there? Well, yeah, I am, I am a nerd in science and I, I read a lot of science. I want to understand into the very core of everything so um i'm i'm, I'm going to be the one that kind of gives knowledge or shares the knowledge i found i have put some files in the group for people who are similar to me i don't mean everybody has to understand everything but i do understand a lot at this point so um but of course like marianne says it is to have a support group because to be understood like first time when i spoke to lisa because when you become a member you get like 45 minutes with lisa to talk and that was the first time i met somebody who understood right away what i was talking about and that was a great feeling and um, a very new experience so and I, I've been very helped already in the group. There are many people who have supported me and cheered me up and, and just showed compassion. And it's meant the world to me. So I'm getting a little moved now. <laughs> well, we, we know you had a bit of a struggle because yes, you've been diagnosed for two years, but you struggled for many years before that with symptoms that were not appreciated to be related to HCM. And delay in diagnosis is a very common thing, no matter where in the world you live or what language you speak. This is a global challenge. And there's gonna be a lot of stuff coming up over the next six months to a year where we're all gonna be able to join in on efforts to raise global awareness of HCM. So we need, we need lots of people in different countries being able to communicate and link people back to, to information that is, is valuable, is vetted. And the HCMA's website has a Google translator on it. 
doesn't always work 100% perfectly when you're using translation software. So having people who speak the language and can put that proper translation on terminology for other patients is really helpful. So we, one of our first steps is to rebrand our HCM poster into a language that can be used elsewhere. So we've already translated it into Swedish. We've uh, translated it into um, Dutch. Um, we are translating it into Spanish. Um, and I think Japan or Japanese is coming up shortly. So eventually we will have different languages and um, you know major, major languages. Uh, I want to do one for India too, but there's like a hundred different languages there. So that one's going to be complicated. Um, but we want to make sure that the world can understand HCM in their native language whenever possible. Um, I am happy to speak to people from whatever nation they're from. Um, I tend to do international calls via Zoom. So you can read lips, you can follow along with gestures and signs if we don't 100% speak the same language. Um, and we can also bring in interpreters, uh, family, friends, et cetera, that can maybe help with that. So. We tend to do very well in the Scandinavian nations, as most of you are excellent at English and I'm horrible, so I apologize. My Norwegian grandmother and my Swedish grandfather are probably rolling in their graves that I cannot speak either language, but I'm gonna work on that. I can do a little bit of Norwegian and a little bit of Swedish, but I'm gonna keep working on that. Uh, but I don't need to do much because I have these two lovely ladies here who can do all the interpreting and, and speaking in your own language. Um, what else do we want people to know about efforts? So we're going to start with patient support on Facebook. And I know I have written to the, oh, help me, what is the Swedish? Um, <laughs> them. Yes. Um, that there was a call for um, letters to discuss HCM management in Sweden. And we wrote a letter of support uh, to use similar structure to the United States for centers of excellence. And it seems like they are moving forward in Sweden at identifying a few centers that HCM care will be located. So that's a step in the right direction. We haven't gotten far in that step, but we're getting, we're moving in that way. Um, what are some other goals that you two have for your country? Well, we 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 are working um, towards the social Sturesen, uh to um, make them realize that we exist as a group now, and the the last thing we we figured out was the the routines for dental work before myectomies. It's not considered at all here, and we want to educate the the social. Social Sturesen about that and many other things. Yeah. Um, so also I'm very keen on screening. I wish it could be better involved in the screening of kids, uh, both both uh, young kids and school kids. Yeah. And recently I have also been in touch with Social Sturesen regarding the vaccinations, COVID-19 vaccinations, and the order of priority of patients uh, in terms of HCM. Uh, so I've been trying to find out more information about that, uh, for example. 
And really what we want to do also is, of, I mean, of course, to get more involved with the medical community and be a support to them here in Sweden. But it's a very different system here in Sweden and, and things work a bit more slow than the US. I have noticed. Mm. I have noticed. It, it is a bit of a different pace and do not attempt to get anything done between June and September. It's just not happening. Yeah. <laughs> happen. um, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I think you guys might be onto something there, but we don't, we don't operate that way here. Okay. So we've got the Facebook group, which if you're on our HCMA main page, watching us live, or if you're listening to Tales from the Heart, uh, a podcast uh, afterwards, you can go to our Facebook community and then you will see associated groups. We will be adding the Dutch group. I actually thought I had done that, but I guess I never followed through. So the Dutch group will be added onto ours as well. Um, and then we have the general discussion group and then we have a parents group. So you will see these groups grow over time. And when we identify a patient advocate in the particular country, they can contact us and we can get them engaged takes a couple of months to get everything organized and then get things live. And then they, these communities grow slowly. Our private group is approaching 8,000. Um, they're from all over the world. So these groups will be a couple hundred. They'll be small for a while. And eventually they'll start to grow and grow and grow as understanding of the disease in a particular country grows and more people are diagnosed. Um, we share your wishes that children get screened earlier. We're working on initiatives in the United States on that. Um, people can go to our website to learn how to get involved there. But there's language that we can share with other nations as well as to why you want to check people in their in a well-child examination or whatever your country calls it. Um, but that annual evaluation for children should include the questions of what is the family health history in regards to cardiac diseases? And if you're not sure of an exact diagnosis, what do you know? Just to trigger those conversations between parent, healthcare provider, and child. So those are really interesting and important ideas to move forward, as well as improving our healthcare systems understanding of HCM, providing us timely services like pandemics when they come up. We we are we are in the United States prioritized. As cardiomyopathy patients, we have priority. We got vaccinated first. And, and actually, I think we're in the second round. So with the elderly and then those with uh, pre-existing medical conditions, specifically those of cardiac nature, we got in there very early. Um, we got the boosters approved early. So we should be sharing that knowledge regardless of where we happen to call home. Okay. Um, what else do people want to talk about? Are there, are there hot button issues that you're seeing in the group? I did see um, we have a recent addition to the page of a young lady with Noonan syndrome. So remembering that HCM is a spectrum of disorders and Noonan's is one of those spectrum disorders. So parents who have children in, in a spectrum disorder um, situation where they have a syndrome, those families are more than welcome to join into this group and have those discussions as well. So um, we were really looking forward to having a nice diverse group of HCM patients because while we're all the same, we're also a lot different as to what we experience. Any other thoughts, lady? Yeah, and we also recently had a, 
question about ablations. Somebody was having had an ablation planned, and that is the the main uh, what you call ingrep therapy. Yeah, treatment in in Scandinavia, even more in Denmark than in Sweden. So ablation, uh, most of our members have had ablations, one, some two, I think somebody even three times. So alcohol sept ablation can be very, very useful. Um, we know that the procedure was actually created in Germany. So um, there was a big uptake of the, of the strategy in Scandinavia and in Europe early on in the, you know, early, oh, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but we've learned a lot that the anatomy is not always right for an alcohol septal ablation, that surgical myectomy is still the gold standard no matter where you live in the, in the world. Um, but I think it's important to mention that there's not a lot of surgeons in Scandinavia and, and in Eastern Europe where you can get a good myectomy. So you may be choosing an alternative that's available uh, to you, but may not be the best option. It is an option, but it may not be the best option based upon your anatomy. But that said, there is something coming around the corner for all of us, and those are new myosin inhibitor drugs. And yes, they're, excuse me, they're coming out first in the United States, but they will be around the country or around the world, I would say in the next three to five years. And there may be these wonderful medical options that people can choose to maybe even avoid ever needing a myectomy. So I don't want everybody in, in the Swedish group to think, oh, if I join that group, I'm going to have to have a myectomy. That's not the way it works. About 25% of patients with obstruction will require an invasive therapy for that obstruction. It would likely be in the United States, we have many more myectomies than alcohol septal ablations. Um, in other parts of the world, the numbers are different, but there are drug therapies. There are those who need devices. There are those who don't really have a lot of symptoms and are not at high risk and they're just monitoring and they're checking their families. So we all come from different perspectives. So if you want to participate in the group, I don't want you to think, well, I'm not that symptomatic, so I don't want to play. No, it's really important that you stay engaged. There's a lot of discovery coming. And as part of the Swedish group, you will get all of the programming from the main page of the HCMA. So you will see what's going on worldwide with whatever else we're doing. And then you'll be able to discuss it in, in your native language or as close to it as we can get. So that's pretty much what we're trying to do, you know, conquering the world one group of patients at a time. And for myself, I can only say I'm, I'm really, I'm so happy and grateful that I now have this opportunity to contribute to more awareness and knowledge. And truly, uh, Lisa, all the thanks to you for your support during this journey, which it's been for the last year. Well, I'm excited to have you on the journey with me. I always go back to, I'm really happy we started here because it's in my blood. Um, I love starting in a, in a country that I have a connection to because my grandfather was Swedish. Um, so I hope to get over there at some point when this pandemic breaks and, and visit in person and maybe even have a small event 
It might be out in a park at some place because we don't want to be in buildings yet, but maybe next summer, who knows? Stay tuned. You never know what I'm up to. So maybe we'll do that and we'll have a, an in-person support group meeting. Okay. Lotus, any final thoughts? Well, um, and somebody might wonder if we're going to start a patient organization, but uh, Marianne and I have had too much else to do, but we want to encourage uh, other members in the group to take initiative. And of course, we will be supporting and helping as much as we can. We, we really wish to have um, to kind of build up something so that we are a small group that working together towards somebody. If somebody feels that they would like to contribute, we are so happy and we are welcoming everybody. If anybody wants to step up and do more work within the Facebook community, we will help you understand that. Just send a note to, to either of the moderators or to myself at the CMA's office, and we will get you engaged and make sure that you're all working together. This is teamwork. Um, there's a, a silly little saying in the United States. I don't know if you guys use it or not. Teamwork makes the dream work. And you can't do anything in a silo by yourself. You need to work as a team. And for anybody who would like to get involved, whether you're from the medical community, maybe you work for a device company, or maybe you're a patient or a family member has been lost to HCM, we need your voice. We need your work and we're happy to bring you to the table and become partners. So um, Swedish folks, Norwegian folks, Scandinavians, come on in. Um, we're, we're always working to, to make the world a little bit better than it was yesterday. Okay, uh, I think that's kind of wraps up what we're trying to do here. And now the Facebook community knows who their moderators are and why, and they understand the connection to the HCMA a little bit better, I hope. And we're really excited about bringing this venture forward. And we're looking forward to bringing other countries online with us as well. Okay. Thank you, ladies, for your time today and for the past year and a half where we've tried to develop this out. It's been exciting. And I look forward to more great things to come. Thank you for listening to Tales from the Heart. For more information on HCM, we encourage you to visit our website at 4hcm.org. Join us online for the conversation on our Facebook page or in our private group. Facebook page can be found at Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Association. And our Instagram handle is at 4HCM Warriors. That's the number 4HCM Warriors. Follow us on Twitter at 4HCM.org. For those members of the LinkedIn community, you may want to follow the conversation on the Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Association group. Join us today. To contact the Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Association, you can call 973-983-7429. You can email us at support at 4hcm.org or visit us online at our website 4hcm.org and send us an email from there. The Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Association is located in New Jersey and operates on East Coast time. We would like to thank our sponsors, Myocardia, Invitae, Boston Scientific, and Cytokinetics for their support of this program. The HCMA is partnering with Myocardia, 23andMe, and others to help learn more about hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Learn more about these initiatives at 4hcm.org. 
Invitae, a genetic testing company and a sponsor of Tales from the Heart, is proud to provide free genetic testing to families with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Please learn more at 4hcm.org. Hey, we know life with HCM can be challenging, and support is critical. That's why the HCMA has created an online support group system to help you and your loved ones live better with HCM. Join us. The HCMA is seeking volunteers on a number of different projects, including our online support group system, our peer-to-peer big-hearted friend system, and our legislative subcommittee. Please visit 4HCM.org to learn more today.